Broadcasting live from Buffalo State College, here is The Blitz on 91.3 FM. Welcome to The Blitz on 91.3 FM, WBOY Buffalo, Buffalo's original alternative since 1982, brought to you by the Buffalo State Student Activity Fee. My name is Double D, and I am joined by the lovable, handsome Tanner Saunders, and whenever he gets back, Mr. I Like Sushi Joe Cowie. Uh, how are you doing, Tanner? Uh, I'm all right, hanging in there. Not too good, not too bad. I'm just, I'm here. You're around. That that means something, Tanner. I that mean, always means something. I mean, I suppose any day you wake up uh, six feet above ground as opposed to six feet below, you can't complain too much. Very true. Very true. Uh, but let's get right into the news. Uh, of course, all of the news had to come after our show on Monday. Go figure. Uh, because at 4.30... The Jets and the Packers just decided, hey, you know this Aaron Rodgers trade that we've had in the works for like a month now? You you know, we should finally get done with like the draft coming soon. And Aaron Rodgers is now officially a New York Jet. Tanner, what do you think about the Jets acquiring Aaron Rodgers? Um, well... Officially. Yeah, I mean, I've said it a handful of times that last year, you know, the Jets were a good, maybe even a great team, a quarterback away from being an elite team, and they have their quarterback. You know, uh, this is uh, this is scary, I'd say, for Bills fans. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, sure, there was some statistical regression last year, but that could be, you know, chalked up to another, to a number of things. I mean... You know, maybe is age starting to catch up to him? Is it because, you know, the skill position talent around him was the worst we've seen, you know, in quite some time compared to, you know, some of the guys that he's had over the years? I mean, his number one wide receiver for at least half the season was a rookie, you know, second-round pick in Christian Watson and Alan Lazard, yeah, you know, as opposed to years past having guys like Devontae Adams, Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson. So, you know, is it was it because of that? Was it because of, you know, the toxic relationship that he had, you know, with the front office there? So it's hard to exactly pinpoint what the, the reason was for Rogers' statistical regression last year. But assuming that it was one of the, the two other things and not just that age is starting to finally catch up with him. I mean, this... This is tough, man, because Aaron Rodgers can sling it with the best of them, and he's has a considerable upgraded uh, skill position core now. You know, you look at the running backs, you got Brees Hall coming back off that knee injury. The wide receivers, you're going to have Garrett Wilson, who was one of the best rookies offensively last year. I believe they still have Corey Davis. Obviously, they sign Alan Lazard in free agency. So the Jets have a unit now offensively. And that offensive line, assuming they can stay healthy, maybe they'll get a full season for the first time, it feels like, out of Mekhi Becton. Um, you've got Elijah Vera Tucker, who slid along that offensive line last year. You know, he can play. He's mostly a guard, but he has tackle flexibility. And then that defense, they're still, you know, loaded pretty much at all levels. You look at the the front seven, obviously headlined by Quinn and Williams, and then the guys that can rush from the edges, like, you know, Carl Lawson and, uh, Bryce Huff and the rookie first-round pick from last year, Jermaine Johnson, 
uh, the linebackers with C.J. Mosley and Quincy Williams, and then the secondary, obviously headlined by the D-Roy, Sauce Gardner. Him and D.J. Reed were one of the best duos, cornerback duos in football last year, and they have some pretty good safeties as well. So if I could uh, just sum it up, I would say what I said to open is that Last year, the Jets were a quarterback away from being a great, maybe even elite team, and they now have that quarterback, assuming that he can, you know, return. I mean, this is a guy that's, what, two years removed from back-to-back MVPs, so, you know, if he can uh, return to that form, it's going to be, I tell you, the AFC East this year is going to be what we thought the AFC West was going to be last year. That's going to be... You know, assuming everyone plays up to their capabilities and and Tua stays healthy and all these things, that's going to be there's going to be fireworks in that division. In case of you were living under a rock on Monday, you know, or or even after, here are the trade details: the Jets get Aaron Rodgers, they get the fifteenth overall pick this year, um, and then they get a fifth round pick this year, number one seventy. Green Bay received. Number 13 this year, first-round pick. A second-round pick, which was uh, this year, number 42. A sixth-round pick this year, number 207. And a 2024 conditional second-round pick that can become a first if Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps, which, oh my God, 65, that's such a high number. I don't know if Rodgers is going to be able to do it. Oh no! <laughs> you know your your number one QB may may not be sixty five percent of the plays, might not be on the field. Uh, but it's funny because all I remember is Zach Wilson's press conference, a press conference. I forget uh, when it was or um, you know exactly the time, but. He said, "Whoever they may who who they bring in to either have a QB battle with him, he's going to make his life a living he double hockey sticks." Oh, welcome, welcome to hell, Aaron Rodgers. I I mean, I I I think Aaron Rodgers might have to hide his mom. I think that's <laughs> the the first order of business. Um, you know, I Zach, you're you're done, buddy. You're you're done. I I mean, at least for right now, you are on the bench uh, for the future of the Jets because the Jets are at least gonna get. I would think two years out of Rodgers, but man, if the Jets go south, I who Robert Sale is gonna be even Joe Douglas are gonna be in the the hot seat if anything goes wrong. The this has been this is now the move now that it's official that you cannot mess up anymore. You have no more options. Your back is to the wall, and if you fail, you're going through it. Uh, because how how could you miss the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers? As your quarterback. It's going to be a hard task. Well, ask Green Bay. (laughs) Ask Green Bay, yeah. Well, Green Bay never really did anything to help him. But besides the point, I I did like this question because I saw on Instagram, I think it was by ESPN, uh, which QB does not make the playoffs from the AFC? And it had Allen, uh, Tua, Rodgers, Lamar, Joe Burrow, Mahomes, 
Herbert. And I'm forgetting there's there's like one or two more in there, but it was like nine quarterbacks or eight quarterbacks, like top tier. I'm maybe forgetting one. Um, I I mean, could you see an Aaron Rodgers missing the playoffs? Could you see a a, a Lamar? I mean, if you had to pick one team from the AFC with a big quarterback name. Who who would miss the playoffs, Tanner? Probably the Ravens. I'd say Lamar, or maybe the the um the mm, I don't know if I want to say Chargers. I could see the Chargers sneaking in as a wild card, perhaps depending on what Denver what Denver does. But I'd say probably Lamar because uh, I don't think they really have. A, I mean, you look at all the money. They have tied up. You know, they signed Odell Beckham to a one-year $18 million deal. You look at the contract Roquan Smith got, and then what Lamar Jackson's probably going to get. They don't have a lot of avenues to improve their roster. Like, they have to draft really well. They can't just go and throw untold amounts of money at people just because the amount of money they have tied up into some of the players on the roster. So I would say um, probably the Ravens. That's no indictment on Lamar Jackson. It's just more an indictment on their roster construction. Now, as we're talking, Aaron Rodgers is speaking on NFL Network, uh, citing reasons why he wanted to play for the Jets. And a direct quote from Aaron Rodgers is, I am an old guy, so I want to be part of a team that can win it, win at all. I believe this is a place where we can get that done. Buddy, I think that darkness retreat messed with your head. Uh, no, I, I would like to say to any Jets fans around here, or if you're listening anywhere on the Radio FX app, you're, you're going to be lucky to, to even, I, I would think you're lucky to even get out of the AFC East as like a top team. I mean, I, I definitely could believe the Jets could come third in the division at, and come at, 10 and 7 or 11 and 6 and either be the last team in or the first team, you know, looking in. Um I I don't believe the Jets have what it takes, Tanner. I know you feel differently. Uh you've you've told me that multiple times and sometimes during the season it has been proven that I was a little wrong. But I it, They went seven and ten last year with the third worst offense in the league in terms of points scored. If they can they can do that and you you add Aaron Rodgers in there, like that's a double digit win team, I'd say, easily. And you're gonna see that offense go from bottom three to at least middle of the pack, if not top ten. But you do have to face Josh Allen twice, who And they beat us once with Zach Wilson. Oh, that was just a bad day. That was just a bad day. You know, we all have bad days. Uh, Joe! Well, oh, yeah, you're not on because I didn't know when you were coming back with your sushi. No, you're good. I, I actually took the time and ate it before so no one had an ASMR going when I was in here. Oh, that's nice. But um, we're talking about A-Rod? A-Rod and the Jets. A- yep. Two A-Rods in New York City at two different time periods. Um, You know, one on the Yankees and whatnot. But I... I don't remember you being so calm about us losing to the Jets when it happened. Do you, Tanner? No. I remember. No. I, I remember. Everyone has bad days. I don't. I don't think that's how that take originally came. I'm going to be honest with you. 
<laughs> I remember Dan being furious. Then we had to defend that the Jets were a good team. That's what I remember. But I still don't think the Jets are that great of a team. I think they're loaded. You've got Aaron Rodgers now, Alan Lazard, uh, Brees Hall, healthy Brees Hall, like crazy. And then you've got also, um, why do I always blank on his name? Wilson. you got Garrett Wilson. And, I, I mean, your offense and right. And Corey Davis. And Corey Davis. And then you got Sauce Gardner on the defense and other defensive pieces. Like, you, he, they're a contender in the AFC East. I mean, it's not guaranteed the Bills get the number one seed anymore like it has been the past three years. The Patriots, sorry, you're going to be fourth at this point. Like that, that's kind of what I'm seeing, and it's going to be in any order: Bills, Patriots, or Bills, Jets, Dolphins. Like that—that's what it's going to be in any order. And I, I think it's tough, really, because you know, like we we've felt like we're the kings of the AFC East for a while now—the second coming of the Patriots, Brady's era. You know what I mean? Like we we got out of that, and now we're going to have to fight for it year after year. So I, I, I think that's just what's going to end up happening. And um, the Jets, Aaron Rodgers, he did dip last year a little bit. But I don't think that was necessarily him. Uh, I think that was the situation around him influencing that season. So, um, I mean, they were mounting a little bit of a comeback in the second half against us when Josh Allen decided to start throwing interceptions left and right. Um, so I, I don't know. I feel like Aaron Rodgers is... There's, the Jets are still underestimated, even having him on the roster. And uh, apparently Zach Wilson's going to make his everyday a living you-know-what, and I don't, I don't see that happening. But I think he's dangerous to add to the Jets, especially in the already stacked AFC East. And I'll tell you what, the point I made about Rodgers' uh, statistical dip last year is there's you don't know what caused that. I mean, is age starting to catch up with him? That could be possible, but it's also, you know, possible that he didn't have, well, it's a fact that he's had probably the worst skill position group that he's had within the past, I don't know, 10 years or so. I mean, his top two receivers were Alan Lazard and a rookie Christian Watson, who for half the season was ineffective. Um, So that, uh, that could have played a part into it. Also, the the relationship with him in the front office has, mm-hmm. you know, deteriorated within the past couple of years. So all of those could have been factors. So you now this is the best skill position group that he's had since I don't know Devontae Adams. You know, guys like Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson. So yeah, you know, it's it's tough to say what the, caused that statistical dip last year. Maybe age is catching up with him, but there's also you know these other factors. So in the year I mean, before he was an MVP. Yeah, so, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. This is a guy that's a year, two years removed from being back to back MVP of the league. Like, as far as I'm concerned, he can still he can still spin it. He can still throw. And now he's got receivers that are, you know, talented and can separate and that type of thing. And he's got a running game. So, and assuming that offensive line can stay healthy, I mean, you got Mackay Becton, who's an absolutely massive human. AVT Elijah Vera Tucker, who has that tackle guard flexibility. Like, uh, geez, the Jets they're gonna be. I have. And they a gave us a run for a problem. it in both games we played against them. And you gotta. That's Joe. I, I and you also have to take know, into account he's playing under the offensive coordinator yep. that he won MVP with, Nathaniel exactly. Hackett. Yeah, I, I Dan, I think you're sleeping on the Jets. I really do. I don't know how you can say they're still not that great of a team. They're stacked. They're stacked. On paper, have have I seen them play together yet? No. You've seen Rodgers and Lazard play together, and that's been pretty decent. At the first half of the year, and yeah. you've seen Brees Hall play. 
pre-injury, he was looking like the second Yeah, coming. but you don't know what he's going to be like after the injury. I don't know. I, I think you're severely underestimating that team, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a rude awakening when we're running with them for the first seed. And, Joe, the thing about and Miami's the defense Jets playing is crazy. hard. Wait, 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 wait. I let you talk. You, 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 I want to get back to a point before you move on, Joe. I don't want you to do it. All right, the, get to it then. Get all to right, it. fine. Uh, you saying the Jets, you know, us, the Jets playing us hard, uh, we playing the Jets hard. It's a divisional rival. What, what else are you going to do? You play football. You're in the same division. You see these guys two times a year. It, of course it's going to be hard, no matter the quarterback, no matter the team. We've wiped the floor with the Jets for the past decade, roughly, and then they really started putting things together with Robert Sala and the roster, other than the quarterback, and look at we're having issues with them. We wiped the floor with the Jets since I was a kid, I remember. Like, that, that's it. Like, when I really started, it's okay, not so it's an, your, your point. So what, we wiped the floor with Mark Sanchez when Fitz was their quarterback? I mean... I'm talking, like, EJ Manuel on. Yes, we sucked, too, and they also sucked, but... In recent memory, in the past couple, probably, what, would you say, five to seven years in that area? Yeah. We've handily had our, our, we've been sitting on the Jets, basically. Like, like that's how it is. And now they're giving us a run for our money. It, it, truthfully, I, I don't, I can't underestimate them at this point, I feel like. It's just criminal. And I am not a Jets fan by any means. I mean, we're all Bills fans here. Tanner's got a little bit of a connection to the, the New York football Jets. But. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so how how many years back are we going? Sorry. Let's go five to seven years back. So, so let's go twenty seventeen or no twenty sixteen. Tyrod Taylor, right? Okay, twenty sixteen they split. Twenty seventeen they split. Josh Allen on. Jo- now you changed it. No, uh, I'm saying oh, move you're on. You're just saying now. Uh, twenty eighteen split. 2019 split 2020 we beat them both uh both times 2022 we beat them both times my computer did things and then last year we split so joe it, it's not been we've wiped the floor it's a divisional rival and divisional the robber- rivals are gonna know you better than a guy you play or a team you play once every four years that, that's how it goes. In the Robert Sala era, we have not had any issues with the Jets until last season. And they could have beaten us both times. Easily. Like the Dolphins. That game, I was there. December. Didn't snow like they said it was supposed to. If Josh Allen didn't take that last drive, Dolphins would have won the game. Like okay, that, that's but just that how it didn't is. happen. I, I get it. I understand what you're trying to say, but you cannot sit here and say that you don't think they're a good team and you haven't. Like, like there's no way that that can be. I don't have a, a thought in my mind that they will ultimately be better than the Bills this season. I never said that. I said that they. It, it's a run for who's number one in the AFC. Well, I East. don't think they're going to be number one in the AFC. I think the Bills will still be number one in the AFC, whether or not Aaron Rodgers is on the Jets. We'll see when the schedule comes out, because then if they've got an easy schedule, they're number one. If we're if we have a difficult schedule, well, of course they're going to get an easy schedule. They they are no. Didn't Patriots do worse, or did the Jets do worse? The Jets fell apart last season at the end of the season with the whole quarterback carousel they were doing. With Joe Flacco. Um, Tanner, do you know that by chance? Uh, Patriots did worse. 
Patriots did worse. So they get the easier schedule. We well, I mean, the, we we did the best I, I against, mean, so the, we're going to have the toughest schedule. So I mean, it's just like Joe. We've always had a tough schedule. What does it matter? I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's criminal to say that they can't. They have zero opportunity for the number one spot. The AFC East. This is what the AFC West was supposed to be last year. Tanner was talking about this. Tanner what? and I were talking about this. AFC West last year was supposed to be the division, the top tier division that was just duking it out all season. That's what this is going to be. How you know? Because it was last year, Dan, and they don't even have the pieces they have. Joe, I I think you're no, you're, I you're I doing cannot... the media thing here. What what? Like are... I know we're media. I know we're on the radio. I know I'm counting. What media either. thing am I doing? I'm being realistic. You're being, I'm being over-realistic. No, I'm just not going to be optimistic, too optimistic to the point where it can't. It's not. It's not true. The Bills aren't going to go two and zero against these teams in the division. Oh, you know, we didn't last they year. Very well, good. The, look at Miami's defense now, stacked compared to what it was last year, and they they blitz every play anyway. What so is, that's even going to be more of a headache. Our offensive line still not the greatest. Yes, some pieces added. Joe, you haven't seen them play. You're saying this all before they play, and I can't believe it until I see them well, play. Well, you're doing the same thing too by saying they're not. It's not. It's not anything. Because I like facts we'll instead see them of play. just thinking about it. Well, there isn't. What facts are you using to say the Jets have no shot? None, because they haven't played together. Because it takes time to build a team together. They only have one or two years with Rodgers. I, I don't care. Okay, if these Pat next gets one there. and two years are going to be issue years for the AFC East. No, you have a back to as Tanner said, one year removed back to back MVP. He gets one sniff of psychedelics. He's winning the championship. Not even close. He's not going to come close. I think he makes the playoffs with the Jets. Easy. We got to play him three times next year, and the Dolphins. I think as well. The AFC East is stacked, man. I'm, I'm telling you. The Patriots, not sleepers either. They have a real offensive coordinator now. Oh, come on. They don't have Matt Patricia running their offense. Yeah, they have Bill O'Brien now. Whoop-de-doo. I'm not going to discount it. It's a real offensive coordinator, which they haven't had. Mac Jones' first season, they had one, and look at look at that. We were playing him in the playoffs. Played him three times. Yeah, but Bill O'Brien doesn't have Brady this time. I mean... You got a system quarterback in Mac Jones, and he played well in a system meant for Brady his first season. Even though some people are saying they should move on from Mac Jones. Some people are saying that, but if you look at McDaniels, McDaniel had that system. Cam Newton didn't work in that system because that system was still the pocket passer Tom Brady system. Mac Jones fits perfectly into that. And look at what they did his first season. He looked great, remember? He was the godsend. He was Tom Brady 2.0 where I think this season he might be an issue again because, I mean, the whole Bailey Zapp thing last year was just unreal. I don't know where that even came from. Um, I didn't know Belichick was so quick to just take people out of games. You know what I mean? Moved them around, played musical chairs with them. But How did you not know that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I it's just, Bill Belichick! Yeah, but, I mean, he's he's always just kind of silent. Like, he's stoic. Like, you don't, you don't know what that guy's doing. But I, I think the AFC East is going to seriously, uh, it's, as Tanner has said, be the AFC West of last year, or what it was supposed to be. I I don't think at all. There's... What are your thoughts, Tanner? I agree with you. <laughs> I mean, <Yeah>. after <laughs> all, I said that, so I agree with you. One thing I'll say is people people are out here saying that um, the Jets got fleeced in the trade, which I just I don't buy that. I mean, no. you look at at what they gave up. So let's see here. They gave up. 
They swapped first-round picks. They swapped 13 for 15, so you get to keep a first-round pick this year. They gave up the 42nd overall pick, uh, which is a second-round pick, but they have another second-round pick, so they still have a second-round pick. He gave up a sixth-rounder, whoop-de-doo. And then the, the conditional 2024 second that could become a first, I mean, yeah. f- what's a first to a team that's trying to contend? You're going all in. You're trying to win now. What's a first-round pick really going to do for you in the grand scheme of things? It's like it's le- less need with the L.A. Rams. Man, F those draft picks. We don't need them. We're going all in. We don't need a first-round pick. So yeah. that's what I'll say is people out here saying the Jets got fleeced, and I just I don't see I, yeah, I kind of agree with that. I didn't. I actually thought the uh, Packers got a little bit fleeced in the sense of what they got back. I mean, I bet there could have been a lot more that the Packers could have gotten, and they didn't. I, I just think they wanted to get a trade done, uh, so they just kind of said, "Yeah, you give us uh, the first round swap, and then you give us a conditional." Works for us. I mean, no, I, the fleecing thing is a little out there. I would say, like, come on, they're draft picks. There's not really a fleecing until those draft picks play. fall out or you know go well. Right. Exactly. I, I feel like you look at it, and Dan, you mentioned that they got one to two years with Rodgers, which I do agree with you on. Right. I, I think this was a short term move to go to the championship. Win now. Robert Sala is trying to save his job. That kind of a thing. Right. So truthfully, I feel like I can understand where the 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 fleecing came from, because if you say it like that, you're like, oh, you got two years with the quarterback and we got all these things. But Dan, as you just said, you don't know how those draft picks are actually going to turn out until they do. So I just I think it's going to be interesting in the AFC East, the AFC in general, because if the AFC West does come alive. We have the AFC West and the AFC East really doing it. You got the Chiefs over there. Russell Wilson's got... Don't forget about the North. Well, the North, too. But, I mean, the two biggest, I would say, like, biggest hype, I should say. You got Russell Wilson over there with, uh, what's his name? Sean Payton. Uh, that that could be dangerous. You never know. Because similar system. I, I I feel like Russell Wilson, he's not as mobile as he used to be. But I think one comparison you can make that kind of relates him to Sean Payton is height. For Drew Drew Boy, you know what I mean? He was a shorter guy. I don't know if that, if that has anything to do with it. The Chargers, new offensive coordinator. Herbert might break out this season, like breakout, breakout. He's already really shown the quarterback he is. He's a gunslinger. And then you got the Chiefs, of course, Super Bowl champions last year. And then you have the Raiders. Uh, who's their quarterback now? Jimmy G? Yeah, unfortunately Jimmy for them. Jimmy. Unfortunately for them, uh, they're like the Jimmy's Patriots. Not that bad. They're like the Patriots. So Jimmy's I mean, a Jimmy's a floor raiser. He'll yeah. he'll he'll get he'll he'll play steady. He'll mm-hmm. get you. I don't know. Maybe you know seven eight wins, but he's not going to raise your ceiling to like some some postseason contender. Do, do I think you they'll guys follow forget suit. He's made it to a, a Super Bowl and he's led them to a conference championship. Yeah, but he's you got a team around. You got to take context into that though. He's not I mean. That bad. 
Everybody says he's I just mad, acknowledged. But he's not. I didn't say he's bad. I just said he's well, I mean, like the I... game managing, like floor raising type. He's not. You're not going to win games because of Jimmy Garoppolo. Sometimes you might win games in spite of Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. and I think that's the case for the 49ers. I mean, you have one of the best offensive minds in football in Kyle Shanahan. You look at the defenses that he had. You know, when he was taking them to conference championships, Super Bowls, and yeah, he did his part. He played well, but they weren't. They weren't there because of. Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo. I think even 49ers fans would tell you that. Yeah. I, I, I think Vegas might follow suit. Draft Mr. Irrelevant. See if he works. Um, try try and carbon copy Brock Purdy under uh, <laughs> Jimmy G. No, I think the Patriots are related. It, it, here's how I would relate the AFC East and AFC West. Chiefs' bills have been the top. Chiefs higher than the bills, of course, because Super Bowl champions. Um then you got Chargers, Dolphins. I would say. Then you got Broncos, Jets. I would say the comparison with the older quarterback that moved to a new team. And then you got, you know, of course the connection with Josh McDaniels. But you got the Raiders, Patriots, just kind of bottom feeders in the quote unquote division. So I think it'll be interesting. I'd love to see. I'd love to see the NFC honestly get a little more competitive. But it seems the AFC is just getting more and more competitive. They lost their best quarterback in the NFC, arguably one of them, uh, Aaron Rodgers. So it's just faltering a little bit, but I mean, what do, what do you think about the NFC, Dan? I mean, just think it for a minute. Like, like what is going they have on? Nobody. Yeah. Like they lose Aaron Rodgers. That was like the staple quarterback. I mean, you got Kirk cousins, I guess. I mean, well, Dak I th- Prescott, I believe Dak Prescott is now the longest tenured QB on any team. Yeah. Which is crazy. That's to insane. Think about. Yeah. You got breakout candidate Bustin Fields for next year. You do. You got Sam Howell on the. Hey, if you like Jared Goff. Yeah, Goff. I mean, I don't mind him. I really don't. I think he's overhated a little bit. Yeah, I just think because of the bad Super Bowl, he gets a bad rep. Oh my god, that was an awful Super Bowl on both sides to watch. Yeah, yeah, it was horrible. It was a defense, just forward game. Oh God! I'm getting all the Sunday ticket ads now on Twitter for YouTube TV. Oh yeah, hundred dollars off. Oh, of what four hundred? Yeah, That's gonna really make yeah. a difference in my pocket there. Oh my God! Uh, with that, we're gonna head to a break, and when we come back, uh, we're gonna get Tanner on his thoughts of the NBA playoffs, thoughts of the NHL playoffs, and then for the second hour, we will do be doing a blitz mock draft. Do you tomorrow being the first round of the NFL draft? And we're only going to do one round. Uh, I don't think we could do two. I don't think we have enough time to, for two. Um, but keep listening to the Blitz on 91.3 FM. The 27th pick in the 2017 NFL draft. The Buffalo Bills select... Tredavious White, defensive back, LSU. This Thursday on 91.3 FM. seventh pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Buffalo Bills select Josh Allen. 
The Blitz and the Buffalonian Podcast combine to make a draft special you will never forget. With the 16th pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Buffalo Bills select Jermaine Edmonds, linebacker, Virginia Tech. Rush coming. Jackson throws incomplete. Everything got sped up because of Tremaine Edmonds. Thirtieth pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. The Buffalo Bills select Gregory Rousseau, defensive end, Miami. The special will start at 7.45, and the question, who the Bills will draft, will be answered for the first time in months. My favorite play that I've made in my career would have to be the Buffalo Bills catch when it was on, uh, you know, three Pro Bowl players. Love the Buffalo Bills. Love everything about the organization. Love Josh Allen. You know, love Stephon Diggs. Love all those guys. You Absolutely. kind of went on about Buffalo there. I'm not asking a question. I'm just making a statement. Oh, no. You know, made a lot of complimentary oh, yeah, statements. Cause, cause, about yeah, I think because uh, I think I'm undefeated against Buffalo in my career. So, you know, I, I, but I like I like the organization, what they're doing. They always give me a hard, hard test. Welcome back to the Blitz on 91.3 FM. And that was DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, yeah I knew it. Uh, oh, it like, I want him, but he's got that snark to him where I don't know how he, him and Diggs would <laughs> would get along. You know what I mean? Well, I'm undefeated in my career against both of them. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Hail Murray. Like, thanks, Jerk. Like, he, he is partially, in my mind, part Jerk and part really good player. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you can't discredit him. Because his career is just stand out. I mean, minus the peds, I, I think that's the only thing you could say. Like, oh man, that's tough. But that's not even true. He lost in 2015 against us. Oh, oh, so he even oh know what his a own liar! Record. What a liar! Wow! Wow! We beat the Texans 30 to 21 on December 6th, 2015. So that is not true. But I tell you what, if he comes here, he might be undefeated in his career with Buffalo. That's a very good, very good uh, prediction. Right we're gonna there. roll, and we're gonna roll. If we, here's the thing. Here's my whole thing with DeAndre Hopkins. My logic. Everyone's like, "Why do we want another wide receiver? We got Gabe Davis, Khalil Shakir." Okay, we do. You're absolutely right. Gabe Davis for me is a perfect deep threat. What he was when Emmanuel Sanders was on the team. It's when he was most productive and did the best. Yes, he had an ankle injury last year, so you got to give him another shot. Absolutely, but he was. The the way the offense worked a few years back when we had three competent wide receivers going deep like Diggs, Sanders, and Davis was Diggs was mostly double covered, right? We I mean that's just kind of what happened. 
Sanders pulled off, and then Davis just shot downfield, and he was open most of the time. He was pretty good at juking guys out, too. We saw in that Kansas City game, he broke some dude's ankles all the way to the ground. So, I mean, I think adding D-Hop would have a dual purpose. You'd add another elite wide receiver, right, to your roster. Anyone would want that. Why wouldn't you? If if you can make the money work, why not at that point? We're trying to win. Let's win. Let's get what we need. So that's number one. Number two, I think you put Davis back where he was two seasons ago. And you use Hopkins as that Emmanuel Sanders. The only thing with that is him and Diggs would have to be okay. Like, okay, you're you're not going to get the whole show to yourself. You got to spread the wealth around. You know what I mean? Like that. That's kind of what would have to be said because both of them probably see themselves as wide receiver number one. And I think the danger is though, Dan, the Chiefs do not have a wide receiver number one. They have Travis Kelsey. So I think they'd be more inclined to make the move for Hopkins than the Bills at the end of the day. Hey, if. Uh... The Arizona Cardinals buy another rundown running back that does nothing. Look at Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. the Cardinals Worst are fantasy known for pick on my guys. End. Worst fantasy pick of all time on my end, but that's okay. Uh, but you you get what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I I I think there's always positives and negatives to a trade. I mean, not everybody wins a trade, and not everybody loses a trade, but. I, I think it would be hard in the sense you, you know, if, if D Hop did get traded here, honestly, you would have I I would think this is how you're going to line the offense up at least wide receiver wise. Hopkins and Davis will be your outsides, and Stephon Diggs will be your slot. Yeah, because he's uh, just no. such a good uh, he's just such a good said, route yeah. runner. That's the only reason I'm saying he's a slot. I'm not saying it because you know he's not that good. No, I'm just saying he's a really good route runner, and to put him into slot could be a really dangerous thing. I do understand what you're saying. He you is, don't take a receiver that's been on the outside exactly. for three years and throw him in the slot. I think that's the only issue I have with that because you're absolutely I mean, your, your logic is there. He's uh, he's the best route runner in the NFL. Hmm? Like that's just what I I understand what you're saying. Unless if we're going back to five wide, which I'm okay with too. No, I, I think you've got to do something to switch it up, and I would be okay with that. Because look at Khalil Shakir. He's also, I mean, we didn't use him last year, right? Well, not until the end. Not until the end, but look at what he did at the end. Yeah, he had a well, drop yeah, pass, he but a, he, he looked great. He I had mean, a like, couple of great catches. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and here's what I would do. Honestly, you drafted two, or you, you drafted one and picked up one. So you have two pass-catching running backs, which you're not even using. Yeah. Use them as the slot. Use them as the gadget. Naheem Hines should be taking Isaiah McKenzie's spot as the gadget player, right? He's fast. He returns punts. He's what you and kicks. He's what you want in that position. And maybe use Dawson Knox like a receiving tight end. That might help too. I don't know. Maybe maybe we're paying him all that money and he can catch. He was literally plucking balls out of midair that were supposed to be throwaways last year. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, like why, yeah. where where is that? Where I I think we'll see a change with Dorsey's second year. I think we will. I hope we will. If we don't, then the question needs to be asked. But I'm not even going to ask that question right now because I just want to have hope, I guess, as Princess Leia would say. But I, I think I think we'll be okay, truthfully. I, I think it'll be interesting to see what they actually do if D-Hop comes. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing. After tonight, if D-Hop goes elsewhere, we now know what we're working with. Or if he comes here. We now know what we're working with. Signs do point to him coming here, but they also point 
to, to him, him going, going to, to the Chiefs. Chiefs. So I think it's just— Which, who really wants that? Well, except Chiefs Who wants fans. to see another Kansas City Super Bowl? I know my hand's not in the air. Yeah, I think yeah. the whole entire state of Kansas might be in the air on that one. But uh, Missouri. 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 I don't know what I'm, what I'm thinking there. But I don't <laughs> know. It's just like, I don't, I can't, I can't watch the Chiefs in another Super Bowl. The Eagles should have had that, truthfully. Oh, yeah. But classic Mahomes fashion comes back. He comes back. He comes back and wins it on some crazy plays, and then all of a sudden the Eagles are slipping all over the field like it's a wet tarp. So I, I don't know, but I think it'll be I, if D Hop goes there, we're in trouble. I think because then Mahomes has a number one wide receiver along with Travis Kelsey, and Travis Kelsey's dangerous enough by himself. But are they bringing Schuster back or is he? No, he's on the Patriots. Oh, that's another reason the Patriots could be interesting. But I, I don't know. I feel like it could be interesting to see where Hopkins goes, and that's where we need to gauge what happens next. Yeah, no, I definitely think that wherever Hopkins goes, it's going to be a, a big, big deal. I mean, you working on something in there? I, I, I was, I oh, was for. I could tell for he a looked like a man at work, didn't he, Tanner? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very quietly. Yes, I am a man at work. Um, Tanner, let's let's switch over to your half of the court. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> not at all. Uh, you know, talk about the Hawks being Boston uh, to make the series a little bit closer to have an extra game in there, going back to Atlanta, and then Denver winning the series and Phoenix winning the series. Hawks in seven, simply put. I mean, I I didn't, uh, I wasn't very much tapped in last night because that's when my classes go to 8.40 p.m. is on Tuesday, and then by the time I get out of class, given the fact that I have to wake up at 6.30 in the morning, I'm just ready to to have a beer and go and go to bed. And I saw that the Hawks were down double digits with like five minutes left in the fourth quarter. I thought, here we go. Five more minutes left of pain and suffering, and then it's all over. But Trey Young said not so fast because he proceeded to score the final 14 points of the game, including the game winner from 30-plus feet over, over Jalen Brown. I mean, just absolute... I am once again asking the NBA and its fans to stop sleeping on Trey Young. I mean, Trey Young voted most overrated player in the league by his peers. Give me a break. Overrated my rear end. You look at the guy, <laughs> look at the guy the last three games. He's averaging 35 points a game, four rebounds, 12.3 assists, 1.7 steals on 46% shooting from the field, 38 from downtown. And this is against one of the best, easily top three defense in the league. I believe they're second in the league in defensive rating they're probably around the same and points allowed per game no matter what metric you look at this is one of the best defenses in the NBA and Trey Young is cooking them and this was without DeJounte Murray who got suspended for some baloney some shenanigans with the referee after game four but you know what didn't matter in in the garden you know Trey Young said no I got this and like I said Hawks in seven I mean people need to stop they just need to stop sleeping on Trey Young. Like he leads the NBA this postseason in points created per game, so that's scored and assisted. Like he's that guy. He's him. He's been him. Sure, I know he's small and kind of a defensive liability, but boy, there's not many players in the NBA that can create offense like Trey Young. I mean, you look at he's got back to back thirty plus point double digit assist games to keep the series alive. 
I mean, just incredible. Hawks in seven, baby. We're going back to the A next game. They rescheduled the Janet Jackson concert, so the Hawks have the whole venue all oh, to themselves. Look at that. Janet got the, the the broom on that. Yep, one. she got the boot. It was like no, no, Trey Young. Sorry, this is Trey Young's house. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to reschedule. But I'm uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Hopefully, you know, I talk all this big game. Hopefully, we don't come out and get gobsmacked on. Uh, the next game, I believe it's on the 27th. It is indeed on Thursday. Boy, that's not ideal timing. You got the draft and the Hawks game. Oh, sorry, no. sorry, but I might have to. I might have to dip for the <laughs> for the Hawks game. <laughs> we'll have a sec- to... You'll have a secondary TV running and yeah, showing the game. Yeah, we you're might gonna have, have to, your uh... laptop going up in the corner. Yeah. This is the Hawks game. But uh, Hawks and seven. It's all that matters. We'll figure it out. There's a will. There's a way. Uh, Nuggets over Timberwolves, no, no surprise there. I mean, all of the result we all expected. The Timberwolves, it's going to be interesting to see if they do this off season. How they proceed with with Rudy Gobert in that situation, but at least they got Ant Man, Anthony Edwards, young stud, but just wasn't enough to deal with the with the Nuggets and the reigning or in all likelihood the league's MVP this year, Nikola Jokic. Clippers and Suns, this one disappointed me. I'm upset about this one because I picked the Clippers to win the whole thing prior to the playoffs, so my prediction is now in shambles, and it might be might be even more in shambles after tonight with if uh, Miami can bounce the number one seed on the east side of the bracket, the Milwaukee Bucks, considering they're down 3-1, but the Clippers just could not overcome all the injuries, and the Russell Westbrook magic ran out. He shot 3 of 18 in that game from the field, 1 of 6 from 3, only put up 14 points to go along with his 8 rebounds and 8 assists. It would it would be nice if he had his two all-NBA caliber teammates stay healthy, but that's something they haven't been able to do ever since they got there. I mean, you look at the Clippers, what's their... Uh, I'm trying to find... Hold on a second. Yeah, you look at the PG Kawhi era. So in 2020, they blow a 3-1 lead in the bubble against the Denver Nuggets. In 2021, Kawhi gets injured. They lose in the Western Conference Finals. 2022, they don't even miss the play... Or they don't even make the playoffs because Kawhi misses the whole season. And then in 2023, you got no PG and Kawhi injured again. The... You know, as good as those two guys are, the PG Kawhi era for the Clippers has been nothing short of a disappointment, and it uh, it comes yet again here. But you look at you look at Phoenix, boy. Now that uh, now that the Clippers are out, I probably should have picked them right from the onset, but they're looking like they can win the whole thing. I mean, you look at Devin Booker; he had 47 points and 10 assists in the closeout game last night. He's leading the playoffs in terms of points per game. He's in the high 30s, I know. Yeah, 37.2 points per game. Like, you look at Kevin Durant also. Don't forget about Kevin Durant. Like, Booker's been the star of the show. But Durant had 31 points last night as the second option. So the Suns, they're looking like an absolute unit and are looking primed to win the whole thing. Tonight, the games you got going on, you got the Knicks up 3-1, taking on the Cavaliers, looking to close them out as Dan pumps his fist in jubilation. You got the L.A. Lakers with a 3-1 lead over the Memphis Grizzlies looking to close them out. The Heat looking to close out the Milwaukee Bucks up 3-1 after Jimmy Butler's absolutely godlike Super Saiyan performance the other night where he rallied them from down 10 or 11 in the final five minutes, scored 56 points, Heat franchise record for most playoff points in a game, which that in itself, that was incredible. That was a great watch. Like, I put the game on. 
I was watching Rangers-Devils at first, and I got a notification on my phone that Jimmy Butler had 22 points in the first quarter, so I knew he was cooking. And then I tune in with like five minutes left in the fourth quarter, and I see it's like 98-89 to 89 or something. I thought, okay, yeah, Giannis is back. Probably the result you'd expect. This game's probably over. And then Jimmy Butler went absolutely mad, and as I mentioned, ended up finishing with the with the Heat franchise record of 56 points. And you got to think some of the players that have played for the Heat over the years, you got guys like LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Shaq, Alonzo Mourning. Like, look at all these guys that have played for the Heat, and it's Jimmy Butler now that holds the franchise record for points in a single game. So you got that game going on, and then you have the Golden State Warriors and the Sacramento Kings. The Beam got a night off on Sunday, but the Beam, I have a feeling it's going to be lit again tonight. The Kings going to take the W, take a 3-2 series lead, and yeah, that's pretty much where we stand with the NBA playoffs. All right, to head to the NHL playoffs, the New York Islanders upset the Carolina Hurricanes. They now crawl back in the series 3-2. <laughs> Carolina's still leading. Uh, Dallas shuts out Minnesota in a very entertaining series. Uh, Dallas is now leading 3-2. to two. Edmonton is making a comeback, winning 6-3 to three against the Kings. They are now leading the series 3-2. to two. Tonight, Frank may be crying in his bed by the end of the night because Boston has a chance to close out the series, and hopefully they do. Sorry, Frank, I'm just not a Panthers guy. Uh, and then wherever Frank is, we still don't know where Frank is. It's becoming a running joke. Uh, <laughs> and then the other game tonight is Seattle and Colorado. And whoever wins tonight's game gets a little leg up because, you know, it's game five. It's getting close down to the end. Seattle has really surprised me this playoffs, I think, with how they've been doing. I mean, I, I expect... Expansion teams to do well, but to be taking the defending champs like they are, I mean, that's that's impressive enough to me. Like, they're going to have, if they keep a good squad together, they can be good for a long time. No Kale McCarr for the Avalanche. That he got suspended true. one game for the hit that injured Jared McCann. And then, I, I did want to talk about this. The, did you see the Marcus Foligno five-minute major tripping call? No. Either yes. of you? Okay. So basically, Foligno goes on a hit. He, he's going to hit a, a star player who has the puck. And he goes by him, hits him. And the guy, like there was barely any contact as it was. There wasn't really any contact at the top. But it was enough that, you know, it wouldn't make a guy fall over. So... The Dallas guy kind of dives almost like he just fakes getting hit. <laughs> and it, instead of the refs giving him a two-minute tripping, they give him a five-minute major for tripping. And I'm like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> like, wait, whoa. There was no hit to the head. There was nothing that was, like, endangering this player's safety. It was a perfectly legal hit. And he gets a five-minute major? That's nuts. Uh, the, the, you know, the, those refs are just kind of nuts, I think, on that day. Maybe they had too much to drink the night before. You know, they got an off day. They're like, hey, it's been a really tough series. And, man, that, that the Wild Dallas series is just crazy. 
Uh, the Calgary Flames also uh, announced that they have plans for a new arena. So they're going to be staying in Calgary for the time being. They need some draw to bring fans in to watch that team because Lord knows it's not the on-ice product. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that's putting it lightly, I would say. Yeah, that's putting it lightly. Uh, so, Joe, let, let's talk a little Yankees baseball. I'm down. I'm down. Uh, because they're I, playing I, right now. Can I plug my MLB the show real fast? Yeah, sure. I just got called up to the Scranton Rail Riders, I believe. That's their name. Yeah. Um. I hit 78 home runs in in double A. I'm already on 58 in the triple A. I, I should be making an appearance in the MLB pretty soon. <laughs> but yeah, Yankees baseball, they're playing right now. What's the score? I've been paying attention. Uh it is eleven to five uh after six. So we're going to the top of the seventh. Okay, who's eleven and who's the five? We're eleven. Uh the Yankees okay, are right. up eleven to five. <laughs> Sorry. All right. All right. Uh, no, th- that's fine. I they've been playing well. I don't want to say they're going to make it to the World Series because I did last year, and uh, they did not. But but I, I just wrote a paper about this, all the rule changes and whatnot. Not a paper. I wrote a news story about it. Um, last year's World Series, fun fact, I found out was the least watched in history. Really? Least watched in history. Thursday Night Football has more viewers than that. Oh, you wanted to play the... the I wanted the, to play the rain delay theme. Yeah? I, I, I haven't got to. I, I wanted so bad. we got to cover live baseball games then, Dan, so you can play the rain delay. You know what? This is a rain <laughs> delay. You know? <laughs> I'm just delaying. It uh, did rain today. It did. So, you know, it's it's perfectly fine. All right. Yeah, let it run under our baseball talk then. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, at least for the game right now, uh, the Yankees have just been crushing the Twins, especially after uh, losing their second series in a row. Yeah. After losing to the Blue Jays in the series and now Unfortunately. to Minnesota. Uh, they have 11 runs on 13 hits. Uh, basically, Glaber Torres, big home run. Yep. 11 runs on 13 hits normally indicate some home yeah, runs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Rizzo, uh, Rizzo doubled once uh, to make Volpe and Judge score. Uh, Volpe doubled once to get. He's been Cabrera playing really well. Higashioka. Yeah, yeah. Volpe's been Volpe's been amazing. Is lately. it Volpe or Volpe? I say Volpe. Okay. It could be Volpe. I'm going to say Volpe. Volpe. We'll do both. So then we hit, we check <laughs> we, both. We boxes cover here. both. Oh no. Um, yeah, we lost our rain delay music, but um, it's okay. It's coming back. Don't worry about it. No, I. I am very impressed with him. I mean, he's been a great addition to the team. Hitting, fielding. He's, that first game, I still remember he was stealing like crazy. Yeah, I know. Like, he leads the league, I believe, in or he's close to... Uh, you got the 10-hour one running now? Six minutes. Six minutes. Uh, uh, okay. You know, we got ahead to break soon. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. But uh, Volpe's been amazing. I mean, he has eight stolen bases this year, which is crazy to think about because man i i remember stolen bases bases being like once in a blue moon well bases are bigger now dan you know, I know. you run less risk of a collision why why not why not take them right promotes more base running i love it these rule changes are fantastic i just want it to say great. that they this sport is changing for the better and i i'm all here for it i can sit down and in two and a half hours be done watching baseball yeah it's fantastic I, I will say one player who I 
started to hate even more and more. Oh, God. Joey Gallo. Yeah. Joey freaking Gallo. I thought he was about to go full Long Island on us there. Joey effing Gallo. Like, like, just like, Did you hear? He hit a bomb against the Yankees. I think it was yesterday. And one fan said, yells from the stands, Hey, Gallo! <laughs> why couldn't you do that for the Yankees, you bum? Oh, my God. It was great. It was great. They're, they're, yeah, like, why? They, that's a he genuine- is such a bum. That's a genuine question. Why couldn't he do that for the Yankees? I, I mean, if you don't know Joey Gallo's time on the Yankees, don't bother searching it up. It's really bad. If you want to be depressed, that's a way to find one. Uh, but now he's doing amazing with the Twins, which is like, why? Why? Out of all all the teams to do well with, I feel he, like that's... he does well for the like small market teams. Yeah, I feel like when... Because Any team we follow lets anyone go. They become very good. Yeah. Follow the Bills, let Chris Hogan go, wins multiple Super Bowls. So, I, you know what I mean? Like, just like, it was mediocre for the Bills. So, just like stuff like that. Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. Like, yeah, I feel like any team I follow, that happens with. Like, I already know. Like, people were like, get rid of, um, who am I thinking of? Why am I blanking? Get rid of, um... Oh, I, I just completely lost my train of thought. Someone on the Bills they were saying to get rid of. Or no, get rid of on the Sabres middle stat. I'm going to go with that instead. Okay. If we well, got that's re- like every Sabres player yeah. during yeah. the drought years. Yeah. They've left here and then did well. Like you look at Taylor Hall, Evander Kane, Sam Reinhart, like a year Marcus or two Stolino. after he leaves. Zach Bogosian even. He was a joke in Buffalo. And now he's a third-pairing defenseman on a team that won back-to-back Stanley Cups. Like every player you could think Colin of. Miller. Allmark. Oh, yeah. So I again, just case in point, any team we follow, someone leaves for another team and does fantastic. I know it's it's horrible. Sometimes Tremaine it's Edmonds really is going to become first team All Pro yeah. next year. Yep, exactly. Tremaine Edmonds is going to be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie is going to be the number one slot receiver in the NFL. Like that's, oh, that's, that's just going to happen. And Frank can't even be here to brag about his Rays still doing so well. I mean. They were the first team in the MLB to reach 20 wins this season. And you know who's right be- behind them? Joe, can you guess? Who's right behind who? The Rays in uh, record. Who who would be right behind the Rays? Mm, is this going to be like, is this like a trick question? or is It this, is a little bit of a trick question. Is it who we're talking about right now? Or, no. Or is it the Blue Jays? No. Who's right behind the Rays? The Pittsburgh oh, the Pirates. Pirates. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. I'm huh? going. I'm going to Toronto this Sunday for a Jays game with my family. Wait, like in what world has Pittsburgh become good? They get Anthony McCutcheon back, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we can make it to the playoffs now. Why not?" I mean, even uh, Baltimore. Baltimore's been taking up on a tear. I hate it. I don't like it. I, I mean, there's certain things I like, and this is not one of them. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's not good. It's not good. I'm no. not going to sit here and say it's good because it's not. I, uh, <laughs> Dan's just shaking is. his head in disbelief right it, now. It is. It's it's such... Even, even my second favorite team, the St. Louis Cardinals, are last in the NL Central. So that means they're behind the Cincinnati Reds. Cincinnati! A team that had a guy throw, he's going to poop in the truck. You remember that? Yep. 
I do remember that. I, I, I don't get this season. I, I really don't. Right now, this season is crazy. Uh, but with that, that's, <laughs> our, that's our little baseball talk for but today. But with that. But with that. Uh, we're going to head to the break. So when we come back, uh, we're going to do the Blitz Mock Draft. Our one and only Mock Draft. We only do one a year because we don't feel like we need 10 to prove a point. Is that calling out every other Mock, mock Draft maker? Maybe. But I'm okay with that. Joe, you're off. What do you want? Oh, I was going to say maybe anyone who put B. John Robinson as the Bills pick, I think. that That's, yeah, no, that's a very fair assessment. Very fair. Uh, so keep listening to the Blitz on 91.3 FM. To the Blitz 2023 Mock Draft. My name is still Double D. I'm still joined by Tara Saunders and Joe Kelly. You ready to get this on your way, gentlemen? Yeah. Are you ready now, Mr. Krabs? No, dude. Are you feeling it now? (laughs) I'm feeling a warm spot. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm with a bunch of children making this mock. Oh, give me a break! <laughs> SpongeBob is one of the all-time great television shows. I'm even expanding it beyond cartoons. One of the best television shows ever made. Oh yeah, Mr. Squidward. Yeah, that's who you sound like right now, Debbie Downer over there. You sound like Squidward. I don't like SpongeBob really that much. Oh my! Like, that's I how you should be talking. I'm sorry. I used to like it, and now I don't. All right, I'm out. I'm, I'll see you guys on Friday. <laughs> Have fun with that your is, mock draft. I'm going to leave it yeah. <laughs> That is blasphemy, but oh. that's neither here nor there. Let's get to the business at hand, although that is disgraceful, but regardless. <laughs> that's a different conversation off air. Uh, let's get this started. Carolina on the clock. Who are we taking? Or Anthony Richardson. Really? No, I, I mean, I think they will. Well, that's who I was thinking. Cause yeah. I was thinking Bryce Young. The way I see it is, in the NFL... You can win off big plays, and Anthony Richardson has those traits, you know, with just being able to make things happen. Sure, he might not be the most polished prospect, but I think he has the most upside. And yep. in the NFL today, I think you gamble you gamble on upside. I mean, absolutely. You look at the that's exactly what we did with Josh Allen. Granted, not every project quarterback is going to turn into Josh Allen. Just isn't going to happen. But I think you know, I just. You got to go Anthony Richardson, I think. Yeah, I think Richard surprises everyone and goes first overall. I think Rich Eisen even made note to this during the combine, called him the second coming of the bionic man, like Josh Allen. Uh, One of those quarterbacks who can do everything. And yes, not as polished, but you can build a team around them, have a good system in place that gets them to where they are. And I think Richardson's a perfect candidate for that. And for that, I think Carolina looking so hard for a good quarterback they definitely. I think they go with Richardson to build long term. I think it's Bryce Young. You think? I really do. Uh, just because of how Frank like his likes his quarterbacks, and you know, if, if we look back, I know they're all old, but they're usually they're pocket passers. They're not guys who like to go out on the run. Have huge arms. Philip Rivers did not have a huge arm. Ryan uh, Matt Ryan did not have a huge arm. I I mean. I just think Bryce Young is more of his his background, his expertise. He's able to work with that. You know, that's how he played. He played like a pocket passer almost. Uh, 
I I really gotta think it's young, but I'm kind of kind of outvoted here. Two to one. So. I guess we go with Richardson then. With that, <laughs> the Carolina Panthers select. Anthony, oh, Anthony Richardson. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta turn off the other music. I hate autoplay. I do. You turn it off. Yeah, I could. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. No help from the other studio. Uh, all right, Houston is on the clock. I, I think with Young there, they take Young. There, there's no way they pass up on Young. Yeah, I agree with that. As much as I'm a fan of Giraffe Neck Mills, General Mills, you got to go with Bryce Young here. Davis Mills just didn't get it done last year, so you got to take the quarterback with the higher upside. Bryce Young, Alabama. And, and Joe, the reason why music played after, autoplay was on. I usually don't have autoplay on. So I got to turn it off. Yeah, I did. <laughs> With that, this is going to happen all 31 times. I hope everybody's enjoying the little jingle. Uh, the Houston Tech- Texans take Bryce Young. The Houston Texans? <laughs> the look I'm getting right now. <laughs> all right, who are we picking third? Uh, the Arizona Cardinals are on the clock. I, mm, it's got to be defense for me. I mean, you you, you got a defensive coach. You got to go defense. I think you go Will Anderson over Jalen Carter. I would agree with that. Yep, I think Will you go. Anderson. One of the steps to having an elite defense, you need that pass rusher. And I think that's going to come from the edge as opposed to the interior in this case. Plus, there's some off-the-field concerns with Jalen Carter. So, let's go Will Anderson. I'm down. With that, the Arizona Cardinals select Will Anderson Jr. The Indianapolis Colts are on the clock. And we're going way faster than any draft ever does. (laughs) We're not really on the clock for that long. No, no, we aren't. So, I... mm, I think they go C.J. Stroud. I don't think they care about that uh, SAT test that came out, whatever test it was that, like, Stroud got a 12 on, 12%. I forget what that was, that tweet was. But I don't think they go Will Levis. I got to get a draft board out here. Hang on. They're clicking all over the place. I, I, I mean, this would be, I mean, this is where I had Anthony Richardson going to the Colts. Because I, I thought uh, the new indie coach likes a guy who runs out of the pocket, but he's gone. Who so, don't you want to put here, you said? No, I had Anthony Richardson here. No, you said something about Levis, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Levis will not go here. I don't think he's, I, I think all the hype about him is overrated. I think Stroud is your next best up. Bijan? <laughs> what are they going to do with Bijan? They have Jonathan Taylor. Mm. 
You don't think Levis will go here? No. What do you think, Tanner? I gotta go with CJ Stroud here. I think so. I'm looking at it right now. That seems the most likely, I would say. Yeah. So with that, the Indianapolis Colts select CJ Stroud. Almost hit the wrong person. Almost. Trigger finger here. Uh, so the Seattle Seahawks at pick number five are up. Where are they drafted? Uh, what do you think is their biggest need? Uh, at least on PFF, uh, their their needs are guard, center, D-line. In that order. And you have the best D-line guy right there, even with the problems. Jalen Carter. I think you're taking Jalen Carter here if you're the Seahawks. Yeah, I think if you're not trading down, I think yeah. you go you go Jalen Carter here. Probably the best interior defender, and that's something that uh, that Seattle needs. Could also maybe justify offensive line, but I don't know if there's somebody worth taking at uh, pick five. I mean, the closest would probably be Peter Pancakes, Peter Skoronsky, <laughs> but uh, they already Peter Skoronsky, but they already have their uh, their franchise left tackle. It appears in Charles Cross, so we'll say Jalen Carter here for Seattle. So with that, I love the jingle too much. I can't. I, I'll never get enough of the jingle. Never will. With that, the Seattle Seahawks draft Jalen Carter. Now on the clock, the Detroit Lions. Mm. What would you say their biggest need is? I'm trying to think. Uh, at least on PFF, this does not mean we have to go off it. Wide receiver, tight end, uh, interior defense. Mm, I'm going to say they go corner here. I'm going Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois. Because, wow. I mean, they did just trade Jeff Akuda. They're not particularly strong on the back end. They already have who they figure is going to be their pass rusher of the future and Aiden Hutchinson. And the two things that you need to have an elite defense are an elite pass rusher and a top corner. So this is their next stab at a top corner going yeah. with Devin Witherspoon. I agree because he was targeted 63 times in 2022 and only allowed 22 catches for 206 yards and three picks and 14 pass Ooh. breakups. The, the only reason I think this will be the first tight end off the board. I think it's early. I know it's early. But... Dalton Kincaid is, like, calling my name here. He's half wide receiver, half tight end. We know how much Detroit loves using their tight end. Even when they traded TJ Atkinson away, they still made the backup tight end one of the best in the league. I mean, he was scoring a touchdown a week, but I'm kind of overruled again. Unfortunately, for you. Uh, yeah, for me, you, you're fine. You're two peas in a pod over there. So with that, the Detroit Lions draft Devin Witherspoon. Yay. Yeah, <laughs> mm. yay. Mm. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders are now on the clock. Um, And that's where I thought Witherspoon was going. I'm so thinking, then I'm thinking Christian Gonzalez. Hang on, let me look at her. Cornerback out of Oregon. Yep. That makes sense. I could see him going secondary. They do need DB, but 
I feel like even though they got Jimmy Garoppolo, they're not satisfied at the quarterback position. Jimmy Garoppolo, after all, is a bridge quarterback, so I think they go Will Levis here. Maybe not to start immediately, but just to sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo for a little bit. I think you're right. I think that's a great idea. Well, Gonzalez, the worst idea. Gonzalez does make sense. I like the idea of them moving on from Garoppolo and like get, not moving on, but getting that backup ready to go. Yeah, they, I was, they do not have that. I, I was split between Witherspoon or Levis here. I really was. Uh, but I'm okay with going Levis here. So with that, ah, it never gets old. Never gets old. Love the jingle. Uh, Will Levis gets drafted to the Las Vegas Raiders. The Atlanta Falcons are now on the clock. Their biggest needs to PFF, Joe, if you're wondering. Quarterback, yeah. wide receiver, edge rusher. What about? What about? Since you said edge rusher, but Nolan Smith out of Georgia. Joe, I love where your head's at because that's exactly where I was looking. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm liking that. I mean, he's. He's. Uh, because I. I he think had a ninety ninety point zero plus run defense grade over two seasons. And he's got a, he, I mean, he seems like a decent pass rusher. I think that's that would be a good pick for them. And keep him in-house. Got a Georgia player yeah. drafted yeah. to Atlanta. Yeah, I think that's it right there. I think it makes too much sense. Let's go for it. So with that, we don't like the Bijan Robinson smoke. And we think the Atlanta Falcons are going to take Nolan Smith. The Chicago Bears are now on the clock. Uh, this one, Bears. This Duh one's Bears. pretty easy for me. I think the Bears, they draft the tackle out of Northwestern. Peter Pancakes, Peter Skaronsky. Because you look at this, you look at the Bears' depth chart. Their starting left tackle right now is Braxton Jones, who is a second-year player. Like, they need to protect Justin Fields. Obviously, we know Justin Fields likes to run a lot, and he exposes himself up to a lot of hits in that regard. So they need that blindside protector, that franchise tackle. They already have the skill position talent as far as the running backs, the receivers with DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, and I'm blanking on somebody. Oh, money with two O's, Darnell Mooney, <laughs> as well as Cole Komet. So you got to get that franchise blindside protector, and that's going to be Peter Pancakes. I'm going Peter Skaronsky to the Bears. I'll hop on that. That was the most convincing argument I think I've ever heard for drafting someone. So I, I'm swayed, you could say. With that, the Chicago Bears select Peter Pancakes. I, I really. Peter. W- There's a Peter Pan movie coming out, isn't there? I don't know. I think there is. Peter Pan and Wendy. Something like that. I think that's it. I would love if Roger Goodell actually said, Peter Pancakes. That would be great. God. Imagine if they had a guest announce that one. He probably would. (laughs) I, I, I wouldn't be against it. So now, because of some great trading uh, with the New Orleans Saints, the Philadelphia Eagles are on the clock. Which is just shocking to me. How they got a top 10 pick. Good for them. Uh, their biggest needs, Joe, wide receiver, guard, center, interior de- defense, safety. Let me take a look at my draft board here. Do you go, The question is, do they go for need or do they go best player available? Because if they're drafting for need with the departure of uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, you probably want to look at safety. which Brian Branch yep, out of Alabama. Out of Alabama, but... 
if you just wanted to go surplus requirement, just get a running back, why not draft? Is Bijan too high to draft here? I know, like, <laughs> drafting a running back inside the top 10 is something that's hardly ever done anymore, but. You know what? The, the Eagles don't really have any glaring holes as far as I'm concerned. No, I I really. I, I thought about Bijan here. I really did. And I'm okay if we go Bijan because I think there needs to be somebody behind Rashad Penny. Like, you cannot have Boston Scott be your number one running back. They do have Kenny G, Kenneth Gainwell. That That's true, too, but I'm still. Torn. Uh, mm. I feel like tough. they do have the 30th overall pick. I feel like they might be able to get Bijan there. So, for that reason, I want to lead towards Branch. Yeah, I'm going Brian Branch. I think I'm going to sit there. Bijan Robinson, that's a feisty pick, I want to say, in the top 10, but I, I'm going safety. Or, or I, I, I know we didn't talk about him, but uh, Kalijah Cansey, yep. the interior D tackle from Pittsburgh. I don't think they need interior. They just spent their first round pick last year on Jordan Davis. That's you have true. Fletcher Cox, although Javon Hargrave did leave, but you still have Milton Williams, so I just think they have other pressing needs as opposed to interior D-line. I'm okay with Brian Branch here. Brian Branch. Brian Branch. You got to get the music up for Brian Branch. It sounds like a a, a cereal almost. What? Brian Branch. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Uh, So with that, the Philadelphia Eagles select Brian Branch. The Tennessee Titans... Are now on the clock. Do they go Bijan to replace Derrick Henry in case if they trade him? <laughs> no, absolutely not. They need they need an elite number one ride receiver. Did they let Bobby Trees go or do they still have They boards? did. Okay. They got rid of Bobby Trees. So yeah, they need a number one wide receiver. And who better than Ohio State's Jackson Smith and Jigba? They just did draft Traylon Burks last year, but they need they need somebody else. Ever since A.J. Brown departed, they've been looking for their number one wide receiver, and they're going to take a stab at it here with JSN. I agree with that. JSN goes here to the Titans. I'm down to clown. So, the Tennessee Titans select. What pick number are we at? Sorry, I'm trying to think. (laughs) Number 11. Okay. (laughs) JSN. Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. Oh, I, I had C.J. Stroud going here. I had Stroud lasting all the way to the 12th pick for Houston and them taking Will Anderson with the second pick. But, you know, things are different. Things are different. It's okay. Yeah. They got their quarterback now, so where are they heading? Mm. I want to say, mm. let's see. So the way we have the cards unfolding here, you already have your rookie quarterback and what better to get for a rookie quarterback than a security blanket at the tight end position? And you have that with Dalton Kincaid, Kincaid. out of Utah. I like it. 240 pounds, uh, has a 70 catches for 890 yards for Utah last season. I'm in. In. I'm not for it. Why? Doesn't matter anyway, but why? <laughs> <laughs> why? Who's Houston's coach? D'Amico Ryans? Exactly, a defensive coordinator. He wants a defensive stud. He doesn't have a defensive stud. Mm. I I would have said I I, I would have said Gonzalez said. or <laughs> Yeah. 
<laughs> or or can't see here, but you know, two beats one. Kind of glad we have an odd number, or else we might have had a lot of ties. Hey, we might have had a lot of Twitter polls coming up. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my god, I could just see it now. Oh, but did Tanner? Did you say where you voted on that Twitter poll about the Sabers real fast? Miller, Ryan Miller, he did. Yeah, yeah. sided with us. Hey, it's I. I if think it were just a local poll, if he was there that day, we would have won. Yeah, we would have won. <laughs> Uh, Announce the pick, Commissioner. Hey, I I can take Roger Goodell's job. Do it. Announce it like him right now. Can you boo me? You got boo. Boo! Oh, you got to say with the blank pick in the NFL draft, and then we'll say what in between, because that's what they always do to Roger Goodell. We got to boo him. He's walking up to the mic. Play the music again, Dan. Okay, fine, fine. Sorry, we're making this a whole production. Yeah, we're making this a whole thing now. Boo! With the 12th pick in the NFL 2023 draft. What? The Houston Texans select. What? Dalton <laughs> Kincaid. Yeah. Tight end, Utah. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be a mad fan. What the? <laughs> Who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> Twitter's uh, blowing up. <laughs> they can't even believe it. With that, the Green Bay Packers are on the clock. Mm. And their needs are quarterback, wide receiver, tight end. Uh, They got got Jordan. What what other needs on quarterback, what would you say? Wide receiver? Wide receiver, tight end, D-line, safety. I'm going to say here they go with Kalijah Cansey. Interior defensive lineman out of Pittsburgh. Teammate with a couple of former Buffalo Bills there in Dane Jackson and DeMar Hamlin. Um, I mean, I know they spent a first-round pick last year on an interior defensive lineman in Devontae Wyatt. So this is on brand for the Packers. But uh, they still do have a hole on that interior defensive line. I mean, they have they have Kenny Clark. They have Devontae Wyatt, aforementioned, who I spent they spent the first-round pick on. But their nose tackle is TJ Slayton. So they need an upgrade there. And I think if you draft uh, Cansey here, you can either play him at that nose tackle position or move Kenny Clark back there. So I think this is the pick for Green Bay. And it's very on-brand for them to go defense. You know, I would say if you're Green Bay at this point, you're going to trade, but we're not going to do trades because that's just a whole different being. And Oh, I had a big trade for the Bills ready to un- unload. No, we're just going to do it how it is. Okay. All right. Can I at least save my trade when we get oh, to the yeah, Bills? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, but I would think Green Bay would trade back here to get uh, maybe like Mitch Mayer or something along the lines or even... Miles Murphy if they wanted him, but I'm okay with Cansey. Joe? Yeah, I'll hop on that. I'm trying to find him on here uh, to no avail, but I'll just I'll hop on the bandwagon here. With that, the Green Bay Packers select Kawhijah Cansey. And the... I want a Goodell announcement every time. Oh, jeez. No faltering. It's either full commitment or no commitment. Okay, fine, fine. <laughs> jeez. We we just started it, Joe. So, like, you, you can't blame me for sitting back down here. We're going all the way to the last round. Uh, Let's go in overtime. Oh, jeez. Uh, New England Patriots are on the clock. Well, I think right here they uh, – so they – Added to their wide receiver room a little bit, bringing in Juju. They still have a pretty solid defense. I Lost think they got to go. Back. 
They did, but I think they go offensive line here. I mean, you have Trent Brown as one of your tackles, but they need that other. But Trent Brown's getting up there in age, and they need that other bookend young tackle. So I'm going to say they go Paris Johnson Jr. here out of Ohio State. I agree. I'm good with that because I'm glad you didn't say someone else. With the 14th pick in the NFL 2023 draft, the New England Patriots select Paris Johnson Jr., tackle, the Ohio State. Was that good enough for you, Joe? Yep. Man, I completely forgot the Jets signed McCole Hardman, too. Oh, my God. That's yeah. a really random, but, oh, jeez. It's not that random because the Jets are picking next, but, my they gosh. They are. The Jets are on the clock. And they have Denzel. They're loaded. Oh, my gosh. And they're about to get even more loaded with this first-round pick here. It says they only need a tackle and a linebacker. And I am going to give them said tackle. I think here they're going to go with Broderick Jones, tackle, out of Georgia. You know, they they have Mekhi Becton. They have Elijah Vera Tucker, uh, Lakin Tomlinson, Connor McGovern. Just they're missing that one tackle. And I mentioned Elijah Vera Tucker does have that guard tackle flexibility, but he hadn't played tackle prior to this year. So you take a tackle and you can maybe, you know, you can flex Makai Becton out to right tackle, or he can stick at his normal left tackle spot, and then you move the tackle you draft out to right. Either way, tackles the move here. Broderick Jones out of Georgia. Who was the tackle we drafted last round? Uh, last pick, Paris Johnson Jr. I like that, Tanner. I'm, I'm in the tackle mindset as well. Did we pick Dewan Jones yet? No. No. I don't I Big boy. I, I think I would take... Jones, I mean, six foot eight, three seventy four. That'd be like having two Mackay Beckton's on your offensive line because yeah. Beckton's are on that size too. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that might be four hundred nineteen pass blocking snaps last season, only allowed five pressures on his side, and then thirty six three eighths inch arms. Like, I'm sorry, that's my waist. <laughs> like, like, let's be real for a second here. You know what I mean? Like, that's. But that, Jones is ranked thirty-one. Can he make that big of a jump to fifteen? I think he can. I you, I think he can. I truthfully do. He's my pick. I know if you guys agree, though, it doesn't matter anyway. But he'd be my pick right here if I were the Jets. It doesn't matter yeah. what you think because Project <laughs> Jones is going to the New York Jets. I'm not going to do the 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 walk up this time. I'm sorry, Joe. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna let go. I can't, I can't get out of my chair again. I don't want to get out of my chair again. Uh, so the New York Jets draft Bodrick Jones, tackle from Georgia. The Washington Commanders are now up. Hmm. I think about this one for a moment. I, I did do a little, if I can lead it here. I, I think this guy is falling a little too much, and I, I would think Ron Rivera, being a defensive guy, would see the talent, and he would grab this up like it's some breakfast right in the morning, like some good pancakes. Christian Gonzalez is still on the board, gentlemen, and we all know that if Ron Rivera has a good corner, he man, that defense can sometimes be unstoppable. 
So I'm going to go Christian Gonzalez here. I'll hop on that with you. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I mean, they do have good corners already with Kendall Fuller, and then they have a young player in Ben St. Juice. They signed Cam Dantzler over from Minnesota, but I think they need to add some, some young blood in that room. So I'm fine with Christian Gonzalez here slipping down the board. Christian Gonzalez, corner, Oregon, to the Washington Commanders. The Pittsburgh Steelers are now on the clock. Pittsburgh Steelers. I think this one's easy here. You go Joey Porter Jr., cornerback out of Penn State. Considering his dad, Joey Porter, spent a lot of his time in Pittsburgh, I just think it makes the most sense there. Give me Joey Porter Jr. just for the storylines. Yeah, I'll I'll take that too. I, I like a good... NFL script, and I think this would feed directly like into the, the the 2023 season. I like a good script. I, I mean, who doesn't like a nice script? I'm good with that, too. Joey Porter Jr., cornerback from Penn State, heading to the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Detroit Lions are back on the clock. Oh, boy. And I think this is where, where they go. Do we, uh, I just got to look. They did Witherspoon last time. I think this is where they get their tight end. I think they get Michael Mayer. I'm good with that. That's who I was going to say at this point. Michael Mayer seems like the best option for him. Notre Dame guy. Racked up 2,099 yards and 18 scores in his career. Um, I think that's it. Tanner, what do you think? Mm, I believe I already had them taken. Who did I have them taken? I can't remember with their, their first pick. I can't go back and look on Witherspoon PFF. was the first pick. Um, And Witherspoon, I'm blanking. What Corner. position? Um, all right, I'm fine with tight end then. That means, since Tanner's fine with it, Michael Mayer is now a Detroit Lion filling that TJ Hawkinson hole and we head to the Tampa of Bays, Frank's favorite team. He can't even speak on what his favorite team wants. I think B. John Robinson goes here. I, I, I think Todd Bowles likes too much of a one-two punch with his running backs. He did that with the Jets. No more playoff Lenny. No more Lenny at all. Hold on. Let me take a little look at their, their depth chart here. I think they go Bijan Robinson. That's my my thought. Um, I'm okay with Robinson going here. As long as he's not going to the Bills, I'm okay. <laughs> That's my thought too. I don't want him nowhere close. Hmm. Well, I'm outnumbered here, so it doesn't matter. But I think. They almost go offensive line. They did bring in Matt Filer in free agency, but you still have a they have a, some big holes on that offensive line, particularly on the interior. But I could see him going tackle, maybe like a Darnell Wright. But I'm outnumbered here, so that is correct. And two always beats one. So with that, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Frank's favorite team, and Frank gets no opinion on this because he's not here. Bijan Robinson. Yay. 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 Woo. Uh, Seattle Seahawks are back on the clock. We drafted them Jalen Carter earlier. So try to get your head off 
the D-line, unless if you want to go back to the D-line. I think they go defense, but not on the D-line. I think, you know, Tariq Woolen was a revelation for them last year at the cornerback position, and they're going to get their guy opposite of him, and that's going to be Deontay Banks, cornerback out of Maryland. I agree with that. I agree. <laughs> Went 4.35 in the 40-yard dash with a 42-inch vertical and 11-foot four broad jump at the NFL Combine. He easily mirrored it in his tape at all levels on the field, so I am down. Deontay Banks is heading to Seattle. The Miami, oops, their pick got forfeited. Ha <laughs> uh, That means the Chargers are on the clock. I think the Chargers here, you've got this new offensive coordinator. You've got, obviously, your crown jewel in Justin Herbert. Get him a guy to throw to, and that guy is going to be Zay Flowers out of Boston College. If there's one thing the Chargers don't have a lot of in their receiving core, it's speed. You look at Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, both on the slower side. Well, Zay Flowers brings speed in the low 4-4s, so that's going to be a guy that can be a little bit of a field stretcher for Justin Herbert. I'm down. You're down? Down to clown. <laughs> you like that? Kind of do. <laughs> so, the Los Angeles Chargers select Zay Flowers, taking one of the Bills picks off the board. Maybe. I don't know who they have first round grades on, but maybe that was one of them. So, that means the Baltimore Ravens are now on the clock. Mm. Well, I mean, I would say wide receiver, but I don't know. Mm. Who is this again? Sorry. I was reading an email. Baltimore. Baltimore. What are their biggest needs according to PFF or whatever? Wide receiver, edge rusher, cornerback. And we have Miles Murphy right at the top. Do we take Joey Porter yet or no? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah, he went to Pittsburgh. I think they're going to continue to bolster that wide receiver core. Um, I mean, they brought in Nelson Aguilar. You've got Bateman, who missed a significant portion of last year with injury. And then Beckham, who knows what he's going to be like coming off the ACL. So I think we see back-to-back receivers off the board here. Give me Jordan Addison, wide receiver out of USC. I like it. I'm I'm, you know, I... You don't like it. No, I like the wide receiver pick. I just think it's the wrong wa- you think wide receiver. Quentin Johnson, you think? I have Gr- Quentin Johnson. I, I think 6'3", big, tall guy. 6'4", 215. I, I mean, he 18.8 yards guy. per reception average last for his college career. Right. So I, I definitely think. Dan, I think you might have won me over on that one. I think I got to go Johnson. Because I just think bigger guys is what they need, uh, especially because they've gotten fast guys so many drafts in a row. They need some big, slow guy who can still get separation at the same time. So, Joe, who are you going with? Uh, you won me over. I'm going Johnston. He, he was on my radar, but... <sighs> with that, the Baltimore Ravens select Quinn Johnston. Wide receivers, TCU. The Minnesota Vikings are now on the clock. I would say the Vikings go... Whichever one of those wide receivers doesn't get taken. So since Quentin Johnston got taken, I think you go Jordan Addison for Minnesota. I agree. Yep. 
He uh, he caught 159 passes for 2,468 yards, 25 scores over the past two seasons. That's pretty good. Crafty route runner. I think that's a good pick. The Minnesota Vikings select Jordan Addison, wide receiver, USC. The Jacksonville Jaguars are now on the clock. What pick number are we at? I'm trying to think. 24, my good sir. So we're almost to the Bills. Okay. What are the, the most needed positions for the Jags? Guard, center, edge, D-back. Hmm. Uh, maybe uh, Felix and Duke Uzoma? No. Oh, man. Um... Well, they did just lose to Jawan Taylor in free agency to the Kansas City Chiefs, so I think they plugged that hole. They do have a young player there in Walker Little, but I think they're going to go with a guy that has maybe a little more upside. Give me Darnell Wright, the tackle, out of Tennessee. I like that. I mean, obviously, you know, you want to protect your franchise quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, in what is, you, you assume, is going to be a high-flying offense next year. going to be a lot of throwing, putting points on the board in bunches, so you got to protect Trevor Lawrence. You have one side covered. Now you got to get the other. Give me Darnell Wright. Joe, are you going with that? Yes, sir. With that, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Darnell Wright, tackle Tennessee. The Bills to the east. The New York Giants are oh on the God. clock. Bills of the east. you got to be kidding me. What are, what are their most necessary needs? Wide receiver, center, linebacker, safety. Okay. Um, let's think here for a second. Center. I think they go cornerback here, honestly. I'm taking Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback out of Mississippi State. State. I mean, they have Adoree Jackson, but outside of that, their number two starting corner is Cordell Flott. Yeah, I mean, Forbes had 14 picks and 17 pass breakups in his career. Um, freshman year was in 2020, and they've improved every single year. On the skinny side, but he doesn't play like it. I- I'm I'm good with that. Emmanuel Forbes. I think that's the best pick here. You- what about you, Dan? Yep, he's good. <laughs> the New York Giants, also known as the copier, the Bills of the East, the copy and paste, the Xerox machine, the fax machine. They select Emmanuel Forbes, quarterback, Mississippi State. The Jerry Jones led Dallas. But don't select anyone, Jerry Jones. That's what I would say. Uh, you know, while while thinking about this, Bijan Robinson. I uh, let's go all the way to the bottom of the sheet. Matthew Bergeron. Let's do it. Tackle from Syracuse. I don't know. Uh, I think they take Robinson if he's this far down. We, we took... Oh, we did. Yeah. Uh, Zay Flowers. To, uh, he went to the Chargers. Oh, geez. I guess I'm forgetting everything. Um, Let me look at the draft list here. What were their needs again? Running back, D-line, linebacker, corner. Jameer Gibbs? I think they go Miles Murphy. 
You think? That's fine. I'm fine with that because Demarcus Lawrence is getting up there in age. He's dealt with injury. You'd like to have somebody opposite of Micah Parsons to bring the heat. Murphy's kind of falling down the board, at least in this iteration of the draft. So let's go Miles Murphy out of All Clemson. Right. I'm down. Miles Murphy is heading to the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, this team's up. The Buffalo Bills. Osiris Torrance, <laughs> guard out of Florida. Is Dewan Jones off the board? Uh, no, no, he's not. I got to go with Dewan Jones then. Obviously, the we've addressed guard in free agency with the likes of Connor McGovern and David Edwards. Really, the only question mark left on the offensive line is Spencer Brown. And I know he dealt with some injuries and that type of thing last year, but that's really the only glaring hole. So let's fill it with an absolute mammoth in Jawan Jones. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we're forgetting one thing. Uh, I don't think the Bills like offensive guys. I'm well, gonna. They're not taking defense. I'm taking defense. Edge rusher Lucas Van Ness. All right. Well, now Edge. we're screwed because we all we all picked random. We all picked different ones. There's no tiebreaker. Rock paper scissors. All right. Can Three I propo- can I propose my my trade of what oh, could happen? Wait, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Okay. You have a trade. That's right. So we trade with Arizona Cardinals. Oh, of course. We swap our 27th and 137th pick with their 34th and DeAndre Hopkins, and we grab Jack Campbell with the 34th pick. That I don't mind. I like that trick. I do. I, I really do like a linebacker. I do. I just think it's it's too early. Okay. We need an actual way to figure this out, and I think it's going to be me because I was also offense. I'll leave Osiris Torrance, and I'll go to T- Dewan Jones. So we're taking Dewan Jones. Fine. I guess the Bills take Dewan Jones. <laughs> Hopefully you guys don't put that name in for the contest. They always do the, the contest. I mean, Terry could do that. We'll all have different opinions on the contest. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock. They need a tight end, a D-back, and defensive line. I'm going to go with a little bit of an outside-the-ballpark pick here. I'm going to go Jameer Gibbs running back out of Alabama because you look at, you know, Joe Mixon's kind of on a bloated contract. There's been some off-the-field concerns this offseason, so they might be looking to uh, to move on from Joe Mixon depending on how this shakes out. So I think you give them good reason because they really, I don't think, have any other glaring holes on their roster. So maybe you cut bait on Joe Mixon and uh, get some fresh legs in there at the running back position. I'm going to go Gibbs. I'm down Gibbs. Well, I'm outvoted. So, with that, the Cincinnati Bengals select Jameer Gibbs. I love your random noises, Mm Joe. Always always make my day. The uh, New York Orleans Saints are on the clock. They need guard, center, D-line, corner, Joe. Guard center, D-line corner. I really don't think they need guard. They have both Andres Pete and Cesar Ruiz, but what do I know? I really John Michael Schmitz. I, I really think they need Eric McCoy. Oh my god. Uh I, I really think they need another edge rusher. I mean Cameron Jordan's great, but 
If we remember Cameron Joy and Trey Hendrickson, together they were unstoppable. I, I feel like they need that one-two punch back. Hey, you know, there's three good ends, uh, edge rushers on the board. I think they go Tyree Wilson. Is Van Ness still on the board? Yes. I'm thinking Luke Van Ness, edge rusher, because they have Cameron Jordan, but he is getting up there in age. And outside, of, they did beef up the interior. They brought in uh, Colin Saunders, shout out to him, last name brother, and Nathan Shepard, but they need some help on the edge. Their other edge rusher is Carl Granderson, Wyoming legend, and first-round pick Peyton Turner from a couple years ago who's yet to really develop. So I think they get an edge rusher in there to uh, play alongside and eventually succeed Cameron Jordan. Joe, you're the the deciding here. Luke Van Ness, Tyree Wilson, unless if you go somewhere else. Um, But we don't really have – no, we have time. Tyree Wilson. Yeah. Sorry, I was looking at my draft board real fast. I finally won a two-on-one. Let's go. Yeah. Tyree Wilson heading to the Saints. Uh, so that means the Philadelphia Eagles are back on the clock. And we took Brian Branch for them earlier. Um, I think they go guard here. Osiris Torrance out of Florida. I mean, they have one good guard with Landon Dickerson, former uh, early-round pick out of Alabama. But on the other side, they have Cam Jurgens, who is a young but unproven player. So maybe get a guy with a little more upside in there, Osiris Torrance. I was going to go John Michael Smith. I'm going Osiris Torrance because he was my pick a couple picks ago and never got picked. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Out of spite. Out of spite. The Philadelphia Eagles are selecting Osiris Torrance, guard from Florida. And the last pick in the first round, and the last pick of the show, the Kansas City Chiefs are on the clock. They did cut loose Frank Clark here, so I think we could see him go edge here. And I believe Van Ness is the was left on the board. Yeah, so. Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa. Ascending power rusher with unique strength and flexibility. When he wants to go through offensive linemen, he almost always can. 80.2 overall grade with 46 pressures on 271 passing pass rushing and snaps. I'm down. I'm good with it. And that's it. That is our first round, fellas. Can you believe it? Thank you, everybody, for a wonderful night. <laughs> with the last pick of the first round in the 2023 draft. The Kansas City Chiefs select what? Lucas Van Ness. <coughs> Edge. Iowa. Iowa. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. And that is our draft. It's actually grading our draft right now. I want to see this. Oh, let's see it. F minus. Yeah, yeah. It'll be like, what are these? I do. I want Never to see. touch another mock. Hey, we mock- got time for this. You know what I mean? Never touch another mock draft again. That's what it's going to say. Give me a minute here. I'm trying to trying to see where we could get a didn't grade it. It just gave me a picture of it. Liars. PFF are liars. They didn't grade the draft. Uh, liars. Maybe it needs more time to analyze some thoughts. Well, 
They don't think that's the point of PFF. I just roasted PFF. You did. PFF's coming after you now. Be ready. Be a nice little lawsuit coming your direction. Uh, I guess with that, we can end the show a little bit early, especially because we got a late day tomorrow. Yeah. So with that, shout out to socials. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at TJ Saunders 2000 on Instagram at Tanner underscore Saunders 2000. You can find me on Instagram at Joe Cali and on Twitter at the Buffalonian and joining the draft special tomorrow night from the Buffalonian draft room. <laughs> yeah, we'll just be in our uh, our checkerboard lounge. The music just randomly turned off. I got very scared. Why did the music just? Oh, it ended. That that could be a reason why it, it really threw me off there. Perfect timing. It really it did. It was. Uh you can find me on Twitter at double underscore D capital W N Y. And remember to tune in tomorrow for the draft special starting at seven forty five. All I I I think all five of us will be there. Joe will be there across the computer screen. You don't even have your mic on. No, I know. In spirit and elsewhere and popping popping in. Oh, with that, thank you for listening to this episode of Blitz. We appreciate it. We will see you tomorrow for the NFL Draft at at 745. Oh, yeah.